Hello and welcome to After the Film, the show where we take a brand new movie and we answer the question, is it worth a watch this weekend? This week we're talking about Pet Cemetery, the film based on Stephen King's book of the same name. And joining me today is Andrew Sale. Say hello, Andrew. Hey, everybody. Andrew is here because I don't watch scary films. And because I've just seen this film, I've, I, all my lights are on in my house. I needed to have company. It's true. This is a, a very necessary thing right now for me. Your hands are still clammy. And by the time we're done with this, I'm hoping that you'll have let go of mine. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, so, Pet Cemetery this week is a uh, it's a bit of a two for one special because it is a remake of the 1989 film by the same name. So, the film in 1989 was uh, written by Stephen King and directed by Mary Lambert. And uh, this film in 2019, uh, the it's still, of course, pulled from the Stephen King material, but it has been uh, adapted a bit uh, and changed a bit by Matt Greenberg and Jeff Bueller, and it was directed by the team of Kevin Colsh uh, and Dennis Widmeyer. Widmeyer? I'll just go with one of those two. That's a pronunciation I could have looked up. Uh, but they tend to work together. So I don't know that there's much that you'll know that directing team from, uh, but there are, are several several uh, things you'll notice the the writing team from. And in fact... I don't know that this is a good sign. Matt Breen, uh, Greenberg wrote the screenplay for Halloween H2O. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, I figure I, of all the, the, the ones I read through, I thought that was the one to mention before we get into this film. So uh, in the 2019 film, Jason Clark plays Lewis. Uh, Amy Simmons plays Rachel. John Lithgow plays Judd. And uh, and then the children Ellie and Gage. Uh, Ellie is played by Jete Lawrence, and then Gage is the twins Hugo and Lucas Lavoy. Uh, in the original film, I think this is a cool note. Ellie was actually played by twins in the original film, whereas in the new film, uh, Gage is played by twins. So so there's something fun. And so far, the film is doing pretty well. Early accolades were very good. Uh, s- some people claiming that it it was going to be as good or better than it. And, uh, and because of that, buzz has been very good for the film. The tide might be shifting slightly, mm-hmm. but from a financial standpoint, it seems to have a good start. Uh, projections for this weekend are as, are as high as $30 million, and that's a, on a $21 million budget. So initially, this movie was set to come out uh, April 19th. It actually got bumped up to the 4th, and that's likely because Endgame would have cut its legs off. Yep. The following week. And so it, I think it stands a really good chance financially. Not to do even well. being buried in the pet cemetery could have revived it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think financially the film is, is going to do fine. Uh, again, I think some of the, uh, the uh, buzz might be shifting around it, but I don't think it's going to be enough to hurt it too bad at this point. go ahead and uh jump in and i i want to i want to start by telling a story i want to give some background from where pet cemetery comes from and then i have a couple of really direct questions i want to ask and and so this episode we're going to still attempt to be spoiler free although this film is based off a film that is nearly as old as i am uh it's a you know 29 year old film or so 
there may be some things that we reference from the original film, uh, but I'll make sure that we don't reference anything that is new for the 2019 adaptation. So um, background on the film. Stephen King actually bases this off something that was very close uh, that happened to him and his family. He actually moved to Maine uh, in the late 70s, and he was renting a house in, in the same area where this movie is set, and it was on a busy road. And many families that lived on this road had lost pets because the pets would wander in the road and a, a car, a vehicle would strike them and, and the pet would die. And so not far from his house was a pet cemetery where local people buried the animals that were killed on this road. In addition to that, there was a moment where his own son actually ran towards the road and they had to grab him. So there was a close call with his own son. So that is what inspired the film. If you've seen the original film, this sounds eerily familiar. And or I should say the book, that's what inspired the book. And so he went on to write the book. Now, he did not intend to release the book. He considered the book to be too dark. He, he says that it continues to spiral into darkness and then it, there's nothing redeeming at the end. It just continues to get bad and you're just left with it having gotten worse the that whole rings time. true <laughs> and so because of that he didn't intend to to release the book uh, however as part of an agreement with a publisher i think he was he still owed one more book and a contract his wife convinced him to release it and the book ended up being a commercial success and again now it spawned three films but he still considers it of all the books he's written the book that scares him the most so that's very, I, I think that's important to know. And now we can talk about the film. So yeah. the first question I want to address, should you watch the original film before you watch this remake? That question is a tough question because I think the answer, like the intrinsic answer is yes. I think you do need to see the first one. However, don't do what we did. I think we watched the, the first film the night before, and right. then we watched the new one the day after. And I think that was a mistake because I think you worded it pretty, pretty well when we were talking. There was no suspense for you because we had literally just lived the suspenseful moments. Now, the first movie has a lot of suspense. That being said, I don't think it was as good. As, I think this new film did a better job of of setting the tension, but we just didn't have the tension because it felt like, like you said, it felt like a rewatch, like an immediate rewatch. So I think if you haven't seen the first one, I think you're at a deficit, but I would probably skip watching the first one and go see this one. If you've already seen the first one, I think that's great. And I think it's actually going to help you with the, the watch of this new film, but I wouldn't watch it right before going and seeing it. Yeah, in thinking through it, that's also where I've landed. I, I, uh, there are differences in this film. So if you have already seen the first one, don't think that there's nothing new. Uh, that this yes. th this film can offer nothing new. There is still stuff for you, but uh, especially in the uh, the the first part of the film, it does feel largely unchanged, Al almost shot for shot. Yes, and so there's a there are a lot of tension building moments, but you already know how those resolve, which is just uh, you know defeating that. So right. I would I I just want to agree with you. 
if you have not seen the film and you're looking to see uh, Pet Cemetery this weekend, you do not need to watch the first one yeah. before you go into this yeah. one. Forego watching it. Forego yes, watching I, it. Yes, I think that hurts the experience. I would rather have gotten the, the fresh take on it and then... Like, if one of them was going to be more, quote-unquote, ruined for me, I would have rather had the original ruined for me than this movie. So this brings me to a tougher question. Should this film have been remade? My gut reaction is yes, because anything that allows John Lithgow to be on screen should be made. Um, <laughs> so my gut reaction is yes. Did it need to be made for the world of cinema? I don't think so. As I just uh, said a, a minute ago, there are changes to this film. The film does not play out the same way, and it is not true to the the original book. Um, and so if you have seen it before, maybe that's reason enough to see it again. I don't think the changes that were made were bad. And in fact, a lot of the changes in this film, I would say, uh, were smart changes over the first one. There, there are pieces of the first one that that have been removed and streamlined for this film uh, where they line up and then of course where they diverge um, I still think the film uh, is very competent I do think the emotions that are elicited change a bit in the second film it, I don't feel like they're the same that said both films kind of as Stephen King said just get worse and so it's not like the moral change because I don't know that you can pinpoint a moral very well with this film, but I do think the emotion you walk away with did get shifted with the changes that were made. Um, so I think if you haven't seen the film, I, I, I think it is a good film. It is a competent film. I do think they made good changes, but not all the way around. And I, I don't know that it is better enough where I feel like it is a, a, a worthy difference. This brings us to really the, the big question that we're here to answer, which is, should you see it? And if it's not for everybody, then who's it for? Yes, you should see it. Should you see it this weekend? Yes, because the next several weekends... There's a lot of stuff to see. So if you don't see it this weekend, you're probably not going to see it in theaters. Um, so yes, I think you should see it. It's, it is a worthwhile watch, especially, especially if you're into horror films. Um, who should see it? Not the not eight-year-old boys. Like I think it's a scary enough movie that not eight-year-old boys should watch it. But I think um, I, I don't think it's so scary that... I think it's a little bit more accessible than some people might think it is because some of the, the, some of the reviews that have come out there talking about how it's Stephen, uh, Stephen King's scariest film and all these different things. I, I think I, I was jump scared a lot more in it than I was in this film. So I think it's a little bit more accessible than some others. There's some shocking moments, but for the most part, I think it's a, a pretty accessible horror film. Yes. The film has this ever, 
increasing darkness, but it isn't bloody. It isn't gory. It isn't, uh, you know, torture porn or anything like that. So I uh, don't, don't, that's aggressive. Don't be, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not an aggressive film. So don't, don't be tur- turned off by the, the dark sounding reviews. Um, uh, if if you like movies that are suspenseful, you'll enjoy this film. Uh, you don't have to enjoy horror necessarily to enjoy this film. From my standpoint, uh, I would agree. Uh, you're probably not going to like it if you're a young child. Uh, and also, let me say this too: if you're not familiar with the the either film, if you have experienced any type of loss related to a child, you also may not want to see this film. That's a yeah. kind of odd thing to say, but just it 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 deals with some some deep issues in in that way so uh keep that in mind um and and then also uh i would say if you have seen the original and you're a fan of the original i don't know that this adds enough to to warrant going out and seeing this i, I that's kind of a coin toss for me but otherwise uh if you like things that are scary if you like things that are suspenseful if you want to see something this weekend uh definitely with john don't. lithgow with John Lithgow and his performance is great. It really is. Uh, and I think Jason Clark's performance is great. I think the acting was great all around, except for one minor exception. Uh, so yeah, so uh, it is a film that is worth a watch. It's a completely competent film. And, uh, and that's it for pet cemetery. Anything else to add? No. Great. So the next time we get together, we will be talking about end game. Um, this film is, is huge. It's a decade in the making, and uh, and because of that, our show format will mirror that. So we will still have an after the film, but then we will also have a much larger roundtable discussion that comes out afterwards because I'm sure there'll be a lot to unpack with that three-hour and two-minute runtime. Make sure that you uh, that you empty yourself before you go into the theater. Emotionally and bodily. Exactly. So on that note, I'm Patrick. I'm Andrew. Go find a screen and sit in front of it. 